calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Sexy babes, it's Malls. Uh, I have a very special 44th episode for you. I have two guests today. One I'm about to introduce, the other one's gonna do a little ding dong and do a pop in on us. I just first of all wanted to give a shout out to Jackie Johnson, aka Jackie O'Lashes, because all of you had such nice things to say about my eyelashes. Not all of you, but a, a great deal of you had a nice comment or two about my eyelashes, and they're not real. They were done by Jackie Johnson, and um, men go crazy for them. You should definitely reach out to Jackie Michelle 1L Johnson on Twitter if you live in the L.A. area and you want to get your lashes did. She's fun to talk to, and the results are amazing, and they last for a long time. She really does a good job, and she's not that expensive. Um, okay, but anyway, if you hear a little scuttle around, it's not wagon stuff. It's Heather Peterson who designed our logo, and she's designing our new site, which we're very excited to show you. Uh, it's her little puppy Murphy, who's an excited little Scotty dog. So it's cute. We're having just a cute day over here at Please Advise. I'm going to introduce my guest. You guys have probably heard him before if you're a loyal listener. He's my BFF, my my BFF extraordinaire, Ed Hansen. What's up, America and Europe and other places that listen? I've Hi. loved you for 11 years. I've loved you for 11 years. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's definitely crazed. Crazy. for sure. We've been through so much together. <laughs> we literally have. It's crazy. No, it's crazy if you think about it. Like all the shit we have been through, put ourselves through, 
you know, but that's what, you know, defines us. We're ride or dies. We're long term LTR friends. And, you know, we're we're definitely dusting off a decade of friendship. Like we're at like the I think like 12 year mark, which is crazy. Can we share exciting career news with one another? Uh, yeah. Tell you, me. You just finished a stint on Grace Helbig's show. Yes. And yes. Ho- you will hopefully be coming back when yes, the show returns. Exactly. This summer. And you were, it's such an enjoyable show. Like, I don't think I'm in the demo, but I, it's really, I watch it and I'm like, that's a good watch. You guys, it's gonna, I mean, it is so much fun. It's like Pee Wee's Playhouse meets like the funnest YouTube show you've ever seen and it was a ton of fun to work on and if you haven't it's gonna air on Sunday the 31st at I think 10 30 or 11. Well unfortunately this comes out after the 31st but I would say if you can buy it well, on iTunes. The good news is is that it's gonna be on the following Sunday as well. And I do believe it's at that 10 30 11 time. They switched our time slot. We used to be Friday, 10 30. Now we're Sunday, I'm thinking 10 30 or 11. But are you post Kardashians? We are. Yeah. That's everything. I know. Like, give us that lead in, Mamacita. Um, <laughs> and I think we, we're on E. So that's E for entertainment. Yes. There you go. E exclamation Thank you for the plug. I appreciate that. And I wanted to tell you, first of all, I want to thank everyone who's been sending really wonderful comments about my book. I'm I'm surprised they're still rolling in. I guess not everyone reads something right when it comes out. People are still getting on board. People are, yeah, Yeah. they're getting, (laughs) thank you. Um, But speaking of that, I got an offer this week for a production company to buy my book. Oh, I am so excited. And you know what? I bet you that's the first of many. And it will be hopefully a movie. Uh, well, it should be. It's, I mean, a, a, yeah. mini, a trilogy, a series, let's like a TV, like Laces. <laughs> remember Laces series? from the 80s? Uh, no. It was like a trilogy and it could be all of that. I remember like Roots. Wasn't that like That's a- very similar. to Laces was with Phoebe Cates and the mom from my so-called life, Patty. I don't remember her name. Can and I ask you a question? I get, think so. Yeah. Are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I guess we could gather from me dropping like a 1984 miniseries called Laces. And then knowing every actress in it and what her previous... But here's the thing. Like, here's the thing. Like, I have to say this. If you have never seen Laces, Phoebe Cates was this quote-unquote orphan. And there were, let's say there were three girls going to a Swiss private school. Sure. And one of them, let's say, got into trouble. So they all formed a pact that they would hide the identity of the real mother. So you didn't know which mom it was for the first two parts of the miniseries. Is it like school ties? Um, No, because there wasn't anti-Semitism, <laughs> is it? I mean, there right, might right, have right. been. But, um, and so what happens is this girl grows up to become this famous Parisian star. And she wants to know, quote unquote, which one of those bitches is her mother. So yeah. she tracks them all down and then systematically ruins two of their, like maybe three of their lives. Like she seduces one of their sons. It sounds who, like revenge. It's really, it's like, well, yeah, kind of is like revenge. Except revenge. no one died. You know what I mean? And it's like very glam. And it's with Phoebe Cates, who is super like drop dead 
Fred, like I kind of like the 80s and the 90s. Right. So you if you haven't seen Laces, you should definitely Netflix, Amazon, whatever your poison is. Track it down. Yeah, yeah. track it down because it's awesome. Okay. We're going to do a little thing with you that we've been doing recently. Okay. And um, you're asking me if I'm gay. Okay, cool. Okay, no. <laughs> I'm going to ask you questions from our stack of table talk cars. Table okay. topics, if they're called. Ready? Here's the first question. I'm ready. What skill do you possess that most people don't know about? Um, well, I have a black belt in Taekwondo, so I'm a legal weapon. So there's a skill a lot of people don't know. I put that on my resume, though, and a lot of people LOL about that. So. I like that. Yeah, it's funny. It's good to know that it's you can to... protect the talent. Like I've, if you were I've doing an outdoor too, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I've definitely punched a bitch. That's absolutely right. You have. You know, I remember a very famous incident. That's right. We're not going to speak about I it. I had to go to court. It was yeah. terrible. But it was. But wasn't, you know what? You saved someone. I did. Kind of. I mean, I had help, but it was. I don't want to take all the credit. But, um, you know, I definitely. I saved myself. You're the best. What's a taboo you haven't tried but are curious about? Um. Okay. So I've never had a three way. And I'm not saying that the offers never popped up for me, if you know what I'm saying. Um, there's Would it be a- like two people? Ew. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I am not going to like answer that because not because I'm like too prude about it, but I also feel like you just never know. It could be. It could be right. me doing two two people or it could be all three of us doing each other. Um, there's like a, a few- conga line. Yeah. Da-da-da-da. It could be like um, a little bit of Monica in my life. That's your personal yeah, Monica. It could be like Michael, you know, and Wesley. What do I always tease you about? Um, besides being super gay. Um, no, that all of your friends are named Michael, David, Stephen. And that's not even them. It's like Jason. Robert, Nick. Jason. It's always, I know. It's like, and I'm like, who are you talking about? I have like 4 million friends named Jason. And um, yeah, so it's real. I admit it's hard to keep up. It's hard to keep it up. It is hard to the, keep up because I'm always like, my little you know, Kardashian. Jason? I know. It's Jace. What's the most likely reason you would lose your job? Um, I would say if I felt like I was definitely in the right about something and someone was like mistreating me and like I felt like I had to take a stance, you know what I mean? And then like, like my integrity was being compromised. Like I definitely could see myself leaving because, you know, nothing is worth your own integrity except a lot of money. What's the worst thing you'd do for a million dollars? Um, I'd probably blow like Dabney Coleman or something. I don't know. Like, you know, there's a lot I would do for a million dollars. Um, I would, yeah, I'd probably have sex with like a gross old, um, even though like, you know, please, like I don't have any, I'm not ageist. I love, you know, people of all ages. Let that be known. But um, I would probably do some real gross shit for a mill, you know, cool mill. Boxers or briefs? Briefs. Nothing at all. Ew, no, that's unhygienic. Um, No, it's definitely... It is not unhygienic to go commando. Do you know how many girls have to go commando in like a tight dress? Yeah, if you're in a dress, that's one thing. But if you're in like a hot summer day and you have like denim rubbing against your balls, that's fucking gross. Put on some underwear, get some gold bond and get your life. Absolutely. Hun, what's the poorest you've ever been? Oh, well... Real, real poor. I mean, I have been poor, 
poor, poor in my life. I've been very wealthy and very poor. I've, it's a little bit of Sonia Morgan. That's why I relate to her because I've definitely had it all. I've lost it all. And I've kind of been in between. I'm kind of in an in-between phase. What's the most embarrassing lie you've ever told? Um. Okay. One time I was trying out for the real world. Um, it was actually real world Paris. I didn't know that at the time, but I skipped my feminism class to go with my other best friend, Chase. And we were trying out for the real world. It was actually Chase's, she wanted to do it. And I was just there for support as I do, because I'm a good friend. So of course I had to participate and I'm like, I'm not going on the fuck ass real world. That's number one. So I get there and I hadn't, I was like a late bloomer. So I didn't lose my virginity till I was like 23 and um, they were like, are you, who here is a virgin? And like Chase looked at me because like she clearly knew my entire sexual history. And I had like given and received hand jobs at that point, but I had never even like blown a dude or gotten blown or anything like that. Right. Sorry. And so um, like I was, I just lied because I thought that like a hand job was sex. So I was like, oh, well, I've definitely had sex because I've touched a penis. So I like did uh, not raise my God, hand being a you, virgin. Oh, you would have killed it as the virgin. I know. I would, and that would have been the CT season. And I mean, that would have been a really crazy era. So I definitely, it was embarrassing to like lie. But I mean, I just was recray and thought that I was, you know, not a virgin because I like had given a handy. Right. So. Fun. Next question. Okay. What would you ask Hugh Hefner if he came to dinner? I would ask him about his bisexual experience. Like, I want to know that because he's had one and I want to know, like, who the guy was and, like, has he ever had one since? I think he said he hadn't. But and also, like, if he really only prefers blondes, because I feel like I know Hef loves him a blonde. But, like, why limit yourself to, like, only one flavor of the rainbow? You know what I mean? Like, there's so many delicious options out there. Yeah. So, you know, that's like people who only date like blonde dudes, which you'll never do because you don't trust them. I don't trust blonde men. Where should the line be drawn between church and state? Um, I don't know. OK, well, I um, OK, like now I feel like I'm in like my international politics class again. Um, you know, thank you for this like 1872 ass question. Um. I would say the line should be drawn where people just need to be able to do them. And like, as long as you're like not out like fucking murdering everyone, then I think like there's where the line should be drawn. And like, you know, we should all be, respect our own faiths and there's many faiths out there. And, you know, like as long as it's not, you know, encroaching on your civil liberties. Absolutely. Then there's that's the line I think should be drawn. So I totally agree. Yeah. Thank you, babe. What restaurant has the worst food? Oh, um, God, that is a really, okay, I don't care for Mexico City. I think Mexico City is, like, serving up, like, dog food and being, like, here's this, like, hip, you know, Los Feliz Mexican restaurant. And I'm, like, you should be ashamed of yourselves. Amen. Thank you. What's the most embarrassing moment you've ever witnessed? Um, wait, like, witnessed, like. Like, someone else. You saw someone else do something very embarrassing. Well, there was this gay guy at a Dunkin' Donuts in Boston who saw this, like, woman who, 
looked like super homeless. So he handed her a five and then was like, oh, my God. Like and then she was like, I'm not homeless. And, and actually, that was you. I know because I had an outer body experience. I like started like I was so traumatized by that, that I left my own body and was watching it happen, you know, like to myself. You pulled a Dorinda. I was <laughs> I was the original Dorinda though. You know what I mean? Like I was like here's $5 your heart up and she's like I'm not homeless and then my friends saw this happen and sprinted out of the of the Dunkin Donuts. Like they literally were like we don't own him or claim him. And so I left my own body and saw it happening and then like like somehow ended up home. Love it. Yeah, it was hard. If one of your friends needed to move in for a year, who would you like it to be? Obviously you, duh. Like, I mean, I've also, I've lived with Chase and that was amazing. Chase and I are a very well-oiled machine. I will say that. And I feel like you and I would be like, oh, like you, I know you would get annoyed with me and I'd get annoyed with you. But I've thought about this recently. I was like, Molly and I should move in together. And because I have a house and it's, you know what I mean? I wouldn't mind that, you know, and we both have little dogs. Now I have a Maltese, little Allie, Mrs. Littleton. Mrs. Littleton. Her name is Mrs. Littleton because she's a little breed and that's it's an old historic family they have a crest the littleton family yeah they go back to like the the island of malta i love see this is why it's so good you have a dog and i knew it would change your life because like now you have the same fictional world that i live in with wagon stuff where he's a lawyer and he was born in the french well he was born in germany but then <laughs> but had fled. to move yeah, yeah he fled to the French countryside during the Holocaust. Yeah, Yeah. that's beautiful, though. Um, Honey, are you ready to do Please Advise? Yeah, please. Please, of course I am. I heard we had some excellent calls today from Christina. So I know. And you guys, listen, I begged the birds at Please Advise to get it right. You call us birds. Yeah, I'm I'm (laughs) loving calling them. I'm going to call them birds now for the next, like, year. And then it'll wear off. And then I'll be like, okay. (laughs) Do you remember one time a girl called you a rooster and you, like, cocooned it? That, oh my god I was like well cockadoodle do bitch yeah oh my god that was my favorite that was like one of my favorite you moments like we were in line at this annoying ass Hollywood club and Molly was wearing this like bright yellow like I don't even jumper jacket I don't know what it was and this like stupid Kardashian-esque like fucking like you know, Lil Bird herself was like, what is that girl doing dressed like a rooster? And roosters are white. I was wearing like a yellow uh, dress that had a, a hoodie. It was like a mustard She should have said a canary or like a parakeet or something. But well, cock-a-doodle-doo, yeah, bitch. Yeah, so Molly cock-a-doodle-dooed at her and it was really amazing. And like me and my friend Allison lost it. It was awesome. Um. Okay. So we're going to get to our calls. And after our first call, I heard Jackson will be arriving. I'm very excited. You guys have met before, obviously. Oh, yeah. I just, sure. I knew I we had to back. have you both on. This is a menagerie of gorgeousness. And it ain't glass. Okay. First call. Hey, Malls. Um, I am a fellow friend of Massachusetts. I, my name is Leslie. I'm from Boston. And um, I'm 24. Now, I, I don't want anyone to think that I'm a bad person or anything, but I just had a question. Um So I've been with my boyfriend for six years, and um, everything's going great with that, but a uh, friend from high school that I haven't seen in a while, a friend requested me on Facebook, and I've been uh, chatting with him on uh, on Facebook for a while. Um, Nothing really, I mean, I'm flirty with him, 
but I'm not telling him that I'm going to hang out with him, and I'm not telling him that, um, I mean, he knows that I'm still with my boyfriend um, that we both went to high school with. Um, I just, I don't know if I, I feel kind of like a shitty person that I've been texting with uh, this kid. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Please advise. Please help me out. Thanks. Hi, Leslie. You sound very sweet. I'm going to just say yeah, it up. Yeah, for asshole. What up? No, whatever. I just want to say that I – let's reverse the situation. If you found out that your boyfriend of six years was flirting with someone over text, that they had any sort of, like, long-term history, even if you weren't dating this guy in high school, you guys know each other very well. And I just – I think that if your boyfriend was doing what you're doing, you would not appreciate it. It's kind of considered an emotional affair in my book. What do you think? I mean, I think it also depends on the dynamics of their relationship because some people get off like with flirting with other people. And if they're secure in their relationship, like if her boyfriend found out or if she just approached him and's like, listen, this guy from high school reached out to me. And he's like, oh, honey, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, there, I know couples like that. Reached out to me is one thing. But flirting yeah. via text? I mean, some people are naturally flirtatious, you know? And, like, I'm just saying, like, I think it depends on, like, who, where you stand in your relationship. Now, listen, if it were happening to me, I'd be fucking livid. Oh, Like, I'd you don't be doing some, that to I me. Like, you have out. a fucking another thing Skid coming. marks. Yeah, yeah, there'd be, like, you would... <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, I'd blow blow you up all over social media and be like, clearly I'm dating a lying ass bitch. And I take a baseball bat to his uh, windshield. But I know couples who are just the opposite of that. And like, they actually find that they're like, they know nothing will ever come of it. And it sounds like nothing will ever come of this. Like she hasn't done anything with him. She hasn't. She's like she's, clearly. She's coming she, up on that seven year itch, hon. Yeah. And I'm saying like some people are a little bit more forgiving about stuff like that. I'm just saying like we're all human. We all make mistakes. Like she, if she's getting her rocks off by like having like a smiled flirtation with a guy, maybe her boyfriend hasn't told her she's pretty in four months. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like. Well, I mean, she's 24 and she's been in this relationship for six years. That's a very long. Yeah, time. that's a very long time. Um, you have she, like it, she's probably been in this relationship since one of her first years of college, which yeah. is not that far out of high school. Um, but I I think that ultimately you have to figure out you're one of two kind of peop two kinds of people. Would you feel violated? Do you think your boyfriend would be cool with it if he found out, or? Do you think that this would be something that really hurt him? Yeah. And are you willing to really hurt him, or? Do you need to admit to yourself that you have interests other in other places? Like right. maybe she doesn't need to. Maybe if after six years of and she's twenty four, maybe she wants a change. And it that could be it too. And I think like this may be the big the initiation process of her stepping back from her relationship too. You know, it all depends on you. Just have to be honest about what you want, Leslie. You know, like, be honest with yourself because that's going to guide you. Trust your gut. Like, if you're like, you know what, I'm this relationship has run its course, then it's time to move on. And that's okay. It's totally okay. 
Okay, so we have next call. I just heard Jackson is going to be here any second now, but um, but I want to. So we'll wait on the next call, and I'm going to ask him some table topics when he comes in. Hi. What's How up? are you? What's it's the doing? infamous Jackson. Uh-oh. Bringing the drama. Jackson the scandal. <laughs> What's up, babies? More drama than Jermaine. That's what I know. <laughs> Honey, I heard you were just, you're just getting back from somewhere. I just went hot air ballooning with like two of my best friends. You live the sickest life. I know you saw Mariah Carey. <laughs> I saw Mariah Carey, which is like, what, two weeks ago. And I was just leaving work, and then um, someone had tickets to the uh, Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel show. Uh huh. And then Mariah Carey was like talking about her new album, and then so I, I mean, I got tickets. Of course, I'm gonna go see Mariah Carey. I don't have to go to Vegas. Wait, you said her your favorite song was "Always Be My Baby." Always be my that baby. Is Good the, one. That's the best one. Because that. Oh. Uh, I feel that in my car. Oh, wait, by the way, speaking of that, can you help me fix my Bluetooth when we get in the car? Yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Um, Is your windshield wiper? Did you get windshield wipers, babe? No, my windshield wiper flew off on the freeway. I have to fix it. I have to go to Alexander Mini, whatever. They fucked yeah. me. They, um, okay. okay, Jackson, <laughs> table topics. All right, let's do this. Have you ever had an anxiety attack? Yeah, I had an anxiety attack on my way here because I hate being late to things. And I was hot air ballooning. I was just having like the time of my life with two of my best friends. And then I was like, okay, I got to get to the pod. And Temecula is two hours away. So then I was like hitting all kinds of traffic. I was using ways. I was driving like like that guy on Taken, you know, just like driving in back alleys (laughs) and just like trying to bust your ass over here. So I have anxiety attacks whenever I'm late to things. I understand I that. that. I I often will take a lorazepam in the like in the just a point five. What was your dad's favorite swear word? My dad didn't really like swear words as much as he liked beating me. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so dark. Very light. Very, very light. <laughs> light and breezy on this podcast. <laughs> I don't think we have time. I feel like a lot of our callers will relate to that. Is public nudity beautiful or inappropriate? I think there's a lot of uh, time and place for it. I think if you're on a nude beach, that would be great. I think if you were sexy and you were, I don't know, at a club, maybe like a little extra skin. What if you're not sexy? Because that's often the case. If you're not, if do you believe you're sexy? Well, yeah, you do believe. Okay, but most of the world will objectively. Okay, you know what I'm saying. I know. know Okay, yeah, I'm. I get that. Okay, thinking typical nude beach scenario, like you were thinking of. In a nude beach, that'd be cool, but not at the club. Like, don't, don't like. You have to have a little bit. I went to a lot of nude beaches as a child when I lived in Italy. I mean, you every beach was a nude beach. I would just I you would only wear bikini bottoms and then you'd just fucking run you That's know. That's so Countess Luann of you, babe. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then European. I would just I would just like flop them around. Yeah, huh? I would take my bikini bottoms off and I I didn't I had not I had nothing to flap around. I was seven. NBD, just like But then eventually my uh my mom's friend who I was staying with in Italy told me that it was starting to be inappropriate for me to be nude on the beach because I was that age that's like 
pedophile. Babe. Yeah. Yeah. She was just like preparing you to, to like hide, hide your body. Yes. All right. Next question. Okay. Would it be worse for someone you despise to be your boss or your assistant? I think it'd be worse for them to be. Well, I already had someone I despise as my boss. Um, so I think it'd be worse to have them as an assistant because you're supposed to trust them. Absolutely. Right. And then as a, as a boss, like they're supposed to um, teach you things. But if you're able to teach yourself, then that's fine. But you can't trust, you know, someone who you despise. Absolutely not. I totally agree. Um, what's the trashiest book you've ever read? I've read a, a lot of trashy books. Oh, um, Battle Hymn of the Tiger Mother by Amy Chua. It's not really trash as much as it is just like predatory on like Asian American like people growing up because a lot of it is it just talks about um, how she grew up in a very strict household and and how, um, you know, she'd rather like uh, beat her children and like call them garbage rather than like tell them to tell uh like teach them to study appropriately and stuff like that. So it was just it was just kind of like touching a part of me that wasn't uh scholastic, I guess. <laughs> that said. Amen and kumon to that. <laughs> what stereotypes of your minority group do you fit? Um okay, so I think on like Mean Girls there were tables that was like the cool Asians and then like the like the nerd Asians and I think I was like I was like floating in between two of those at the same time and I think at some point I was also the burnout I don't know well are you good at math were you burnout I was a total burnout I was like Shit. doing ecstasy when I was fourteen what yeah I was seriously I expect nothing less he was all like sandstorming in his bedroom like. All our ecstasy, like all the while, like studying my kumon, right? No, yeah. for real. Like, you're like, so get to your kumon. Your parents are like, Jackson, get to your kumon now. <laughs> okay. I had a lot of friends in kumon. That's how that was baby me. boy now. It's like, yeah. you know, I almost was in kumon myself. I was in the Asian Alliance in high school I because all that. my friends That's were so Asian. Cool. That's so yeah, cool. that fits my minority group. The first time Molly and I went to go out, we went to go eat dumplings. Yeah, and that's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> did you go to Din Tai Fung? Yeah. Yes. Did. What did you think? I think it's wonderful. It was really it wonderful. So over ordered. We, we like went ham. Like all these pork. We just like were like loving it. Yeah. My one of my friends from work is obsessed with Din Tai Fung, and like I kind of want to go to the one in Baldwin Park to see if it's any better. Oh, sorry. What am I doing? Oh, okay. Um, you know, I, I want to test so the difference. We, we should take our first, our second call. Do it. Our first with Mr. Jackson, I'm if ready. you're nasty. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Hey, Malls. This is Troy. I uh, just want to start by saying that I literally am obsessed with you, and I feel like we are literally kindred spirits. Um, so my issue is I have a neighbor issue, and... In a nutshell, I live next to this really, really ratchet, um, just there's really no other word to describe them. They're just like this ratchet couple. Um, they have two children. I believe that they're, they're, they're the couple's children, but the guy who's dating this girl looks like he's like 19 and the girl is like pushing 40. She looks like she's lived three lives. She looks like she smokes more than a pack a day. She looks like she really could tell you a couple things about prison. Um, like I said, they're just ratchet. And they have this dog, okay? 
they do- they tie their dog up in our yard because we live in a townhouse, and they walk their dog over to my front door, and then tie this like ratchet, giant, crazy Cujo style, like foaming at the mouth pit bull up at basically right in front of my door. Now, if you can't tell by the fluctuations in my tone, I'm a gay man. And I'm afraid of this dog, and I'm afraid of this guy. And to be honest, I'm more I'm more afraid of his girlfriend slash mother slash like crazy auntie than I am of anybody in the whole situation. I don't want any part of it. I don't want to be shanked, and I don't want to be attacked. So like, I'm trying to like figure out a civil way to go over there and basically say, "Look, boo, I need you to take your wild ass fucking hound and get it off." My props, like, I need it to move. So I'm just wondering, like, what is the best way to go about this? If I call the police, do you think that that's, like, something that's going to escalate into something way bigger where I'll probably regret it? Or should I go knock on their door and say, hey, I want you to move this dog? Or do you think that that could be worse because they could just kill me right then? This is the most trivial problem you'll ever have on your show. Thank you so much. Congratulations on the book. I hope it does really well. And um, you're my trap queen. Bye, Malls. Hi, Trap King. Okay, so real quick. I, in my first apartment in LA, in Koreatown, I had an upstairs neighbor who was a meth addict. And her parents paid her rent, and she didn't work, and she wrote poetry that she posted online. And one day I came home. Our parking spots were right next to each other. And one day I came home from, like, a little walk, and there was a note on my car that said, you scratched my car, you owe me $200. If you don't give me $200 by Tuesday, I'm pressing charges. Now, I didn't scratch her car. There was no problem pulling into my parking spot. So this was obviously her like trying to get money from me for drugs. So what I did was As a girl who was afraid of her neighbor, who was clearly a drug addict and ruthless, I just, um, I just went to the building manager. And I don't know if you own your townhouses, but I'm sure that there's a leasing company or something that you have gotten these from. And I would just reach out to them and say, look, they are doing something that no one in the building would appreciate, but it's especially more not appreciated by me because I'm afraid of that dog. It it probably pisses on your steps too, I would guess. Because if it's tied up for a long time, like the dog's probably making a mess. I also think like you need to gauge, I mean, as, as much as you've like built them up to be like ratchet and all this stuff. And they do sound a little ratchet because you don't tie your dog up in front of someone else. And that sounds like drugs, by the way, 40 and 19, they have no business hanging out. That sounds a little too Mary Kay Letourneau-ish, you know? Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's predatory. I think they're uh, drug buddies. No, I'm sure. What I will say is, well, yeah, factoring in drugs. I mean, if there's any way you can very nicely, you know, communicate with them, be like, hey, listen, like, I'm I, I'm actually deathly terrified of dogs. And I once was bitten when I was a little boy. Would you mind keeping your dog on your side of the property? Thank you so much. Here's a case of beer. And leave it at that and try that That's approach. That's great. Because that way you're like, placate. It's like you they you're 
you're nice, you're cool, you gave them a little beer, like, you're, like, cool guy next door, let's not piss him off, you know, he's been cool to us, you build trust, so... But what if that, because I had unfortunately like a symbiotic relationship with people that turned out to be meth heads that lived in my building, or I think crackheads, they would always come by and borrow my iron. Well, you just don't. Because let them. they had no electricity or they had no um, gas on their stove. So they would use my iron to heat up Your their iron's drugs. broken. You don't have an iron. You can't afford an iron. I would you, make up 400 excuses for that. Exactly. I think you can just tell people how you want to be treated, not without being too confrontational. Just be like, you know, just be really chill and say, Come hey. correct. Yeah, they would like knock on my door and be like, do you have a cigarette? And so I asked <laughs> them when I was moving from apartment to apartment, I said, will you guys help me move my air conditioner? And they accidentally dropped it out the window, Whoa. two stories. Of course they did. And I was, <laughs> They're fucking crackheads. They can't even see. Yeah, like, of course they I dropped still, it. I still held out hope that there maybe was, they were maybe just sketchy and not, like, on drugs. Yeah. So I think if you just tell these people how you want to be treated and say, hey, you know, don't tie your dog up to my door because, you know, I'd, I I. I'm I'm afraid of dogs and uh, I don't want him to I don't want if anything happens to him I don't want that to be my responsibility if you guys can take care of him that'd be great and then you can build rapport with them and if that doesn't work then maybe you can like give a little heads up to the townhouse manager like Molly said because then um, you know without without like hurting anyone's feelings they're still like breaking a rule or like stepping onto your property and tying a dog onto your door that's pretty bold Jackson what do you think about the fact that there's children in the mix with these people that sound like they're drug addicts. It probably sounds like in dangerous environment. Let's just address this family for a second. Okay. Do you think that it's ever right to call CPS on your neighbor? And can your neighbor find out that it was you? I'm not sure if your neighbor can find out it was you, but um, if you know for a fact that they're, I mean, not not only drug addicts, but like abusive drug addicts, like they're abusing the drugs and perhaps any, each other. And the dog. And the dog, which they obviously are. Then maybe it's something that you should consider and say, hey, like, um, I should probably not not like break a step on any toes and like call the authority and say, hey, these are bad guys. But um, maybe have someone keep keep an eye out. And I don't think that. This person needs to have it as their, or Troy needs to have it as his responsibility. No, I, yeah, I just, um, that makes me nervous to think about. I'm just about like, for me, it's like, it's not your business unless you see them like striking the kid. Exactly. In front of your townhouse yes. and you shut the fuck up about it. And that's it. Because unless you are willing to take those children on yourself, you keep your mouth shut. And, you know, unless that's just my that's my take on it. It's not my business. You I did not bring those kids into this world, you know, and I'm not certainly not going to be dealing with them in foster care. So, I mean, at the same time, you I, wouldn't have he wouldn't have to foster them. No, but I'm saying like you there's going to be a, there's going to be other steps to follow consequences, consequences yeah. and like it's just in, you're entangling yourself in that drama who knows that that's anonymous i'm sure it could be like logically it seems like it could be but unless you have evidence and proof that these children are being abused 
for all he knows, he's just making judgment calls because they have a pit bull, to be honest. And it's an old dude, or sorry, old lady and a young guy situation. Like, maybe those are her kids from a previous relationship and she's just getting her some young, young. You know what I mean? Like, so that could just be her little boy toy. We don't know. This okay. guy's, you know, Troy. I don't trust people named Troy neither. <laughs> My first boyfriend's name was Troy and he was trust untrustworthy as fuck. Okay. Well, I like Troy. So not. And that's your prerogative. I'm just saying, I think Troy's taken a very judgmental stance. The dog, he's a 100% right on, 100%. And he needs to protect himself and go about it cool, come in cool. I like the idea of bringing them like a 12 pack, bring them hey, a 20. Yeah. You know, can get, you keep your dog off my thing. Here's a 12 pack. Have a blessed life. Don't ever Sam look at me Adams, again. Maybe yeah. one of those uh, Sam Adams mix. Maybe boxes, some VSOP. Like oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Very special. A little bit of Hennessy. If you really want to make an impression, some very special old pale. That's right. But then you might be feeding <laughs> some kind of addiction and they're just going to want to come over and kick it with you all the time. No, there's a way that you can. Ouch. I have gone ghost on so many neighbors. You have no, I, I'm a, I made a, I could be a professional ghost. Like you will not see me in my house if I choose for you not to see me in my house. So, so be nice to them and ice them so out. Be cool. Be cool. Be chill. Be chill in all ways. Next call. Hey, malls, a uh, 24 year old female calling. Uh, you've answered some of my personal questions in the past with your advice. And so I thought I would call and ask you again. Um, so a couple of days ago, actually more like a week, a guy I didn't know messaged me online and let me know that there's this thread on this underground anonymous hacking website of a bunch of dudes who are banding together to try to find my nude pictures. Um, so far they just have like pictures from my Facebook or like my Tumblr. Um, and so I just kind of kept an eye on it and I thought I'd maybe troll them back. And so I posted a photo of me with the URL saying, Hey, are you guys looking for something? And they're all like, yeah, post your news, but I just ignored it. Well, I woke up this morning and somehow, some way, they found a grainy, headless picture of my tits from 2012 taken on my iPhone 3. Um, and the same thing happened to my friend and, uh, she was freaking out about it. And actually, I'm not too concerned. I'm just like, whatever, like these nerds have no life and they can't get laid. So obviously they're trying to just look at hot girls and it's like oddly flattering, but very creepy. And everyone else thinks I should be worried about it, but I'm really not. So what are your thoughts on it? Um, should I be worried? Should I be concerned? Or should I just say, whatever, dude, like, enjoy looking at my grainy tits from when I was 22, you fucking freaks. Anyways, would love your advice on it. And I would appreciate it. Thanks, Mom. Hi, grainy tits. What you up, grainy tits? You grainy. didn't leave a name, so we're just going to call you grainy tits. I'm going to say this would traumatize me. Yeah. First, that's why I don't take nudes. Oh, that's that's the okay, smartest well, move just, in the first place. No, I Abstinence. just and it's it's simply because I couldn't handle like my family finding that or a future employer. And if I was you, that would be my biggest concern is that they a lot of companies do very thorough background checks on their employees. And this is the kind of thing that could really hurt your life. So I would figure out your state laws on revenge porn and... And they're tight now. There's real... People are going to jail for this now. So they could... Like that one dude just got sent to jail for like seven years, I think, for releasing out his girlfriend's nudes. But here's the other thing. First of all, 
it's a headless shot of your grainy tits as per your description. So, but they're looking for more. And right. my number one question is who knows about all of her nude pics to the extent that there's a whole thread of people. And well, that makes me feel it's someone she knows personally. And it is. So I would definitely go the revenge porn route and like drop a subtle threat. But also like if you need to, like if long as your face isn't in it, deny, deny, deny. Yeah, like, how that's would not they know your, that it's whose you? Whose tits are those? They're I don't so know grainy. those tits. We can't tell. Yeah, too grainish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so there's that option. And I also think, like, I think you're being extremely cool about it. But a lot of people, I mean, it is traumatizing for a lot of people. And, you know, like. I would go radio silent on them as well. I feel like it was, a, you know, you can't take this dragon, back. But it was like a mistake to check that URL. I would right. report that thread to the message board company. I would call your local police department, find out. You know, it sounds like you don't care, but right now it seems like you're kind of in like that young, flippant place in your life. And you're like, oh, I'm 22. telling you, you might deny this or you might regret this in future job situations and future relationships in your family. Like think of your little cousins like Googling you or whatever. I would just. Yeah. It's a very now problem. Like, I mean, most people do have nude photos. Like, it's just, it's going to happen. Hopefully, you don't put your face in it. Because, yeah. you know, like, you can always deny that. And, and it's okay. I was just saying, like, I, I don't think it's a good idea to to troll them and, and like, be thirsty for more. Because they're just going to, like, make your name so popular right. on Google, right? On, like, Google yeah. to, like, find cranny t- grainy tits or, or whatever they're searching for. Yeah. And then your name is just going to be, like, this, like, uh, like big hit that uh, your, your future employers are going to be able to find. And, like, that's going to probably get you in trouble. And the hacking stuff, it not, sounds like it was hacking unless there's – That's just, illegal. Yeah. That's illegal. That's illegal. Like, that, you like should really look into it. It's like, think emails. about all those celebrity yeah. photo hacks. Like, the, those the guys are yeah. – yeah. The fapping or whatever. Yes. The fapping? The flapping. the flapping. Yeah, because um, like – they J-O. They J-O. <laughs> Flap it. Maybe some guys blew themselves. Yeah, I mean, if they can, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know. <laughs> okay. It's letter time. Ed, you're going to read the letter this week? Okay, it's to Jackson. Oh, my gosh. My own letter. Hi, Jackson. I've been with my boyfriend for about three years now. He's a great guy. Super sweet, funny, always doing things for me, like sending me flowers on random days at work just to say he loves me. He's everything I always thought I would want in a guy, but lately I've been feeling more and more disconnected from him. I recently reconnected with an ex-boyfriend of mine that I had always considered the love of my life and the one that got away. My ex is garbage compared to my boyfriend, but I still feel like I love him and it feels stronger than my feelings for my current boyfriend. I'm feeling really torn because I'm pretty sure my ex still has feelings for me, too. But he's also involved with another girl. Oh, man. (laughs) And to make matters worse, he just got her pregnant. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. He says he doesn't love her, but he feels obligated to be with her now. And are we both just doomed to stay in our loveless relationships? I feel like we could be so much happier if we were together. But truthfully, I'm also scared to leave my current boyfriend regardless if it's if it's to get back together with my ex or not. I feel like he's such a good guy, the perfect guy that I always said I wanted. If I let him go, I might not ever find anyone better than him. 
is that's is this just being me is this just me being immature trying to keep myself from having a grown-up healthy relationship am i self-sabotaging myself of the best thing i'll ever have in my life should i just buckle down and force myself to stay with my boyfriend I think people would think I was crazy for dumping such a good guy. I know he loves me to death and would never hurt me. What's wrong with me for not wanting to stay in this relationship? Please advise. Stuck in relationship purgatory. Unhappy face. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, wait. So, is the question... So, the guy... She wants to get back. She's like, I feel like my ex and I would be happier if we were together. But it sounds like the ex is very troubled. He got another girl pregnant and he's not and he's with her. And he's I think that it's very easy to romanticize the past, especially if you feel like you're in a rut or maybe sick of the relationship you're in. Right. Because she said she's disconnected. This is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I personally think that this is the universe telling you that, like, maybe this his uh your ex's entrance into your life was. A signal that you're unhappy in your relationship that you're in. And I think you should move on from both of them. What do you think? I think it's, I, I mean, she she said that she remembers, like, all of these great things about her ex. But I think she should also balance it out by remembering, like, the reasons why she broke up with him. She threw away, I mean, not threw away, but she decided to break up with him after three years. And uh, now I feel like she's using her current boyfriend to make this old boyfriend a little bit jealous to like to stay in the game with her because she's saying like I'm self-sabotaging myself I don't I don't really want to be in this relationship um I don't know what do you think Ed I mean I just think she's really selfish and I also think that like she has a great guy and like this guy is like sending her fucking okay here's my thing too if you're not in love with someone don't be in it just get out if you're not in love with him, if you know, that just means that there's someone else out there, I think, well, maybe not for her, but um, like what I will say is, is like the ex-boyfriend, hon, he has, he got someone else pregnant. He's still with that person. Like it's, that's done. Like, like close, Gary from Teen and, Mom. And also like, yeah, like Gary from Teen Mom. And also like if he's with this girl and with you at the same time and wanting to be with you, you'll never be able to trust him a day in your life. Like you can't oh, trust hell him no. like that. Hell so hell you need no. to drop him the fuck off at LAX. And then also with your new boyfriend, if you don't want to be with him, that's okay. You're human. The you have international the terminal. Like it, send you go to, him to like you go to four, you go to terminal four, yeah. John Bradley, and you let his ass off. But here's the other thing too, you know what I mean? This guy is a great guy and set him free to treat another woman who's ready to be treated right, right. And that's all I have to say about it. Because I think you're still thinking about the past, girl. You need to let it go. Live in the now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Next call. Hi, Mald. My name's Rachel. I've called a couple times before. Um so as things tend to happen in my life, I've had a lot developed in the last few months since I called. I was talking about some army kid last time or whatever. But anyways, recently I went to the Naval Academy ring dance, which is like a huge deal for juniors becoming seniors. I don't know, it's a giant deal. And it was like this whole away weekend and I had a random day set up for my friends and it was a really fun, crazy experience. But my date and I really hit, and I really hit it off, and um, it turned out he told me after the first night uh, that he had been uh, he had been celibate for a year and a half, and like had just 
decided to do that as he had, like, become more in touch with his Christianity and et cetera, et cetera. So, basically, he ended up breaking that with me, and it was a huge deal. And now we've kind of continued to talk. We've had, like, a week between when he left for training and when we had that weekend away together. And we've seen each other, like, five times. Now he's at training. We can't really talk. And I'm going abroad in the fall. And so we have about seven months where we're not going to see each other. But I do feel like we had a really strong connection, and I want to see how things could go. So, like, what do you think about that? I don't know. There's a lot more that I could say about it, but... I'll keep this relatively short and it's a novel. Okay. Uh, thank you. Please advise. Bye. Girl, your puss puss gets hella juicy for a man in uniform. <laughs> Who's does oh it? My oh, God. my God. So she went to West Point uh, with Woo! her friends. I know. I know. I'm hot over here. I just Woo! said, I just, I went. When she called, I was like, yeah, I get it. Like, <laughs> I was like, pop it and lock it and so, drop it, honey. Get that abstinence game off. So, break that vow, honey. So um, she met a guy and they kind promise. of, they had uh, some some dates uh, and things fizzled, I guess. And now she went and met a Navy guy. But I will tell you something about these servicemen. As handsome as they usually are and um you're just drawn to them because they're they're doing something bigger than all of us Mm -hmm. but a lot of them already have a wife and her name is america all right Mm. these guys are dedicated to their jobs and they are putting, possibly putting their lives on the line, and they have been told that this is the thing they're dedicated to right now. And it's kind of like dating like uh, an actor who's just blowing up, or dating like a uh, you know a musician whose band suddenly gets big. Like you're going to have to take second place to this major opportunity slash thing that's Marka. filling their Marka. life. Yeah. Well, so what do you guys think? She said that she said that um she's she's like not getting it in because of his religion and he's like being promised back to his religion. So on top of like America and like his religion and all these things or like his celibacy, uh that promise that she Wait, I thought they broke the promise together. I thought they said that he was celibate and then they broke that shit off. Thank God, you know, like. Right, but then he broke his celibacy yeah. for okay. her. Yeah. Right, so okay. he broke. Yeah, so they're getting it on. Yeah. That could also be a reason why he's not interested because he feels like he made, he betrayed his morals. Wait, he's not interested? I missed that. He's not interested? I thought that she's saying like he's about she, to go no, off. No, they broke it off. Right, because he's going off and she's going abroad. Well, I think that you really try to make it work if you care about someone yeah, you know, yeah. just break it off, especially if it's like, I think this sounds like a very hot situation that I would love to be involved oh in. God, and I think yeah. she should keep it up. There's email, there's Skype, you know, if he's, but if he's not interested, that's torture for her. And but I don't I'm, think he, they, it's what she said though. Was it, or did I miss that? I think that she's just saying that she's pining for him still. Right. And he hasn't made contact he isn't also pining for her i think maybe he doesn't want to commit to anything which is like it's not like i don't want to try anything he just wasn't making the bold statement to say 
you know, let's try to make it work out. I think he, maybe he's putting that uh, on like on her to say that. That's true. I think. Yeah, I'm sorry if I didn't pick up on that. I have like ADHD. Um, I will say that. Uh, yeah, if he's not into it, drop it. There's a lot of other guys that aren't celibate formerly that you can get it popping with. And, you know, you're you're going to be abroad. There's a lot hot wherever you're going. I hope, you know, like somewhere abroad and interesting and fabulous. Yay, it's time for the question of the week. It's a table topic, so you guys can play from home. And the question of the week is, which non-politician would make the best president? This is for our, our people at home, and you can just tweet us your answer, or you can Instagram it, or you can email it to us, whatever. Um, but I do want to say that we are going to start a new feature where you guys can kind of get your voice on the show. I'm completely ripping this off from Allison Rosen because I think it's amazing that she does this. And I feel like people want to know how much we appreciate their support. So all I'm asking you to do is go to iTunes. If you care to rate the show five stars and leave a really nice comment. And we're going to read one comment every week that we really appreciate. So uh, Allison Rosen calls it iTunes comment of, of the week. I think I should just call it like you're appreciated. All right. Let's get back to the calls. Hi, Molly and Jackson. It's Jamie. And Delilah, and we have two questions for you. The first one is that I currently live in L.A., but I'm moving across the country in four months. Yet I'm still on all of these random dating apps. And my question is, when do you tell a guy that you're actually moving away quite soon? Um, yeah, that's it. And Delilah? Um, so my question is a little bit more random. Um, I just recently started listening to you guys, and I know most people are talking about, like, relationships and stuff like that. But I was just kind of wondering if uh, – hopefully this is, like, cool to ask a random question. But I was just wondering if you guys would also do, like, advice on other things in life, like growing herbs. So I've been trying to grow herbs. This is serious. Um, and for the life of me, I cannot – keep them alive they've been growing like white things and i just don't know how to keep herbs alive and i was just wondering if you knew like what makes them all fuzzy and white or what makes them have white dots that's it all right thank you bye all right jamie i think that you need to pull yourself off the dating apps Oh, it depends. I mean, it depends what you're looking for. I, I think. mean, if they're just hitting it and quitting it. Yeah. But I don't, you know, but then, but sounds like she's looking to have like multiple dates with people. Oh, she like wants something like fulfilling, not just something that's going to make her pussy pop. I don't think it's not just like a smash party, uh, you know? Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, if you want something like real, like, honey, don't, don't look in LA. Look wherever you're about to move to. I love that you say that like with a lot. If you're looking for something real. <laughs> Like, that's not something people do. <laughs> and that was kind of amazing. You're just really casual about negging her for, like, <laughs> all right. I wasn't sure what that. she was looking for. Fucking well, breeder. If, yeah. If she's... 
<laughs> I don't get that journey. Um, but yeah, if you if you want like a like a happy relationship, then maybe don't like get off the <laughs> dating app. But if you're just trying to hook up, girls, stick on it. Like that's fine. Do whatever you got to do until you leave. But you got to be clear that you're looking for a slam piece. Yep. Slam pieces only. Maybe you should just change your name to that. On the like make app. business cards for the last week that you're here. Fabulous. And then Delilah, yes, absolutely. You can ask random questions. I actually prefer that because, you know, we get a lot of the same stuff, love, friendship, blah, blah, blah. I'm not well versed on that. But there are a lot of just like random things I do know about. Um, Unfortunately, growing herbs is not one of them. Um, But because we want experts on the show to call in and share information, if you are a plant expert or you have a green thumb. Horticologist. Yes. Right? Whatever. Know. Please Botanist. call in and leave us a message with your advice for Delilah and we will play your message on the show. Landscape architect. And by the way, <laughs> that goes for every question on the show. If you have a counterpoint or something else that you want added just for other people, contribute, please call in. Maybe you can tell Jamie uh, 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 you're moving away, but I still want to fuck app. You know, if you know about that, then please. And I love this double friendship call. Yeah, that was so sweet. They just sat together and like, we're going to call. Please advise today. <laughs> <laughs> Today's the day. I love it. Okay, well, next call. Hey, it's me again. I don't know if you know who he is, but, you know, figure it out. So anyway, I have kind of a... So so much with Delilah because I think I'm doing the right thing, but I'm not quite sure. So I have this friend who's actually going to be my roommate in a few weeks, and she is recently, like, deeply in love with this super superb asshole who doesn't love her back. He, in fact, is getting back there with his ex-girlfriend who treats him horribly, and she's having a really difficult time getting over it. So I'm trying to be, like, a supportive friend who's like, you don't need him, you're better, ignore the whole situation, life can be good, let's just focus on the future, but she keeps just repeatedly going back to feeling like shit and being upset, and, like, part of me wants to just smack her and be like, get over it, but I know that's not going to happen, so it has to be, like, loving and supportive, but have you ever had this situation, and what kind of friend are you to that person, because I'm trying to be the lovely, sweet, caring friend that I always am, and it's Sometimes it's getting difficult because it's not just this friend. I have a few other friends going through the same exact thing. It's like, why is it happening? We're all 27, 28, and it's just men are shit. Sorry, Ed and Jackson. I don't mean you guys. All right. Love and kisses. Bye-bye. Peace and love. Love the night. I know who it is. Future Please Advise guest, Tina the Diva. Tina. I love Tina. We all know you and love you, Tina. So I just want to say one thing real quick. I had a roommate while I was dating a super huge asshole and we would he would be mean to me at the house. He would like pick on me. Uh, he would be sweet to her but in sort of a condescending way. And after a huge blowout, she said to me, I just don't want him in our house anymore. And I had to respect that because I was like, yeah. If this was going on on your end, I would be really uncomfortable. And everyone has a right to be comfortable in their living space. And I think because you guys are living together, I wouldn't create waves by, like, being super honest. I would be sweet, lovely, just because. But if things start to get out of control 
and are affecting your actual living space, then I'd be careful. It's difficult to live with friends as it is, but um, especially when you carry your friendship too much into your now living situation. Yeah, I think if uh, I think if you're trying to prevent prevent like a bad living situation, then maybe then maybe that's great because then that that's up to you to, to you know to live the way that you want to live. But um, I wouldn't just give this girl just like random advice and just like uh, get into the relationship because that might make you know that might backfire and make a bad living situation because she might be mad at you for not liking her boyfriend or whatever. Um, yeah. Don't answer. Be political when you answer questions. Don't like, you know, you don't have to say he's great. You don't have to say he's terrible. If she's venting to you, just be a lending. Just lend your ear. I mean, I have totally different advice. I think that, um, (laughs) you know, I think that in, in intimate relationships, there's, you know, nothing that you shouldn't feel comfortable saying at the same time. Like, you know, I see like, it depends on how good of friends you are with this girl. And it sounds like you're trying to be like a nice road dog and like listen to all her drama. And I think you're just coming to the end of your rope and you can be like, honey, I've given you everything I can give you. I've told you every positive thing, but if you're not willing to move forward for yourself, then I can't be willing to move forward for you. So I think like, you know, you've said your piece. You can let her know that your piece is now said, take a screenshot frame it put it as a photo next to her nightstand and um let her know that you will not be speaking on this topic anymore for your own sanity and happiness and why don't you two go to a bar and focus on meeting new guys for you and her and get some beers and just have a you know a gay old time in your new apartment because that's very exciting getting a new roommate is always very exciting and this is a wonderful time yes i agree next call All right, you guys, that was episode 44 of Please Advise. I'm Malls. You can follow me on Twitter at Malls. Ed, how can people follow you? Uh, I'm at the real Ed Hansen, and I'm sorry for that fuck ass name, but it should just be at Edward Hansen. But it's, I thought I was being cute like a few years ago, and so it's at the real Ed Hansen. That's H E N S C N because I'm Danish. Okay, Jackson, (laughs) where can people find you on? Sosh. I don't know. I just picked a random name. So you can find me on Twitter at Gilbert Papilia. <laughs> I don't know who. Do you like, want to spell that? Sure. G-I-L-B-E-R-T-P-A-P-I-L-L-A. I, I don't know whose name that is. I just use that. I like that. It's I like public. that. Yeah. Thanks. Guys, send us your updates. Call us at 323-450-7408. Email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with a letter or... Email us a voice note. We think that's real cute. You can follow us on Twitter at please underscore advise. That's PLZ. SoundCloud.com slash please advise. Instagram at please advise. We're on Facebook. You can join us. Again, uh, follow us on iTunes. Leave a nice review. We love your subscription status. And please, oh, also, you guys, you should know our SoundCloud numbers are off. What you see on the player, SoundCloud changed their like logarithm for. Uh, I can t- I can see behind the curtain that more people are listening on iTunes, but it looks like our SoundCloud 
page is getting like 200 listeners a week right now. And that's not correct information. Um, we have an orgy of love in the Please Advise community. Hearing some real nice things about it lately. I think we're kind of catching on. And what a nice way to, you know, fluff up your ratings, too. What a nice way to say it. And fluff up my nuts. <laughs> Ed, do you have a piece of free advice for us? Um, You guys, if there's one thing I hate doing or being scatological, like I literally cannot stand, yes. you know, just diving into that topic. And I know some people do, and I just don't. But what I will say is I would like to discuss bathroom etiquette at work. Mm. Okay. So there's this amazing, amazing product. If you haven't heard of it, it's called Poopery. And you just go you to radaronline.com and you can look at one of the banner ads and you can click on there or media takeout or whatever it is, you, wherever you need to get your gossip from. And you click on poopery.com and it costs $24.95 and you can get these like amazing sprays. And so what you do is you, before you use the restroom, if you're one of those, you need to go number two in public types. I mean, we've all been there, please. You know, like what you do is you spray it before you go and then you spray it when you're done. And if there's a window, you should ventilate. And if there's a fan, you should also do that. And just make sure it doesn't look like a shitstorm hurricane Katrina hit the toilet because because we have to share that with other people and it's not polite. Okay. okay so what if someone has crazy diarrhea well, then at work what, and it splashes all over the bowl? Well, what do they do? They go to the sink and they get some paper towels and water and soap and they make sure that they clean the fuck up before someone else has to come in there and see that because that's traumatizing. I once saw a kid take a shit on the floor at, when I was eight years old at my pilgrim school and that was traumatizing. I didn't need to see that. That. Do you know um, um, when I was actually the son of a when I was uh, two and a half years old, I took a shit in a bank parking lot to get get revenge on my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying we all haven't had accidents or in your case, like purposeful, you know, shit. No, like an angry dog. I just pulled down my pants and took a shit. To... I'm like, hear my now. Hear me. And she did. I'm sure she did, too. She was I've horrified. I've always been buck wild in a, yeah. in a moment of revenge. But, you know, I will say that, you know, there's I mean, I'm hopefully you're not taking revenge out on your coworkers and you're just making sure that you're being sanitary and, you know, keep it clean, keep it, you know, just all of that, you know, just this needs to be presentable. You know, it's the golden rule of toilets, just like, you know, almost leave it better than when you came. You know what I mean? I'm also a big fan of that. Um, I just need it to be clean because I get really skeeved out by things and I'm like, but oh. you also have like sensitive bathroom bathroom issues like you need you need a lot of bathroom time in the I morning do. and you luxuriate and like I'm Ooh, very luxurious like so oh I have I to say I think time. you might have a low threshold like I walked in on like someone's used toilet paper in my last job and oh, it no. was mm. you know and mm -mm. but you know it happened like two or three times you know, well, then and... that's time for a notice on top of the door. Yeah. <laughs> Please flush. <laughs> Please flush this, your this, you know, we, hopefully we don't have like a septic system situation. Hopefully the toilet can handle that because that's what toilets are for. They're meant to flush things that are unpleasant. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So. Amen. Babe, I love that. Thank you thank for you. sharing. Well, I'm thank sure there's you. a lot of people. And thank out you for there. letting me get it off my chest because yeah. get it I, off, babe. I just needed to say that. I'm I'm very sensitive to like if someone threw up in front of me, I will throw up. 
I'm very sensitive to. Oh, I'm things. really supportive about that. I'm I like... I can't handle. Like if you throw up right now, I'd throw up too. I've That's all we talk about on this show. So we have to move on. We've been covering vomit a lot lately. Yeah, very vomit. I'm even heavy. feeling a little nauseous talking about it. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Sensitive. So y'all are joining us for next week's show. We also have a special call from Jackie Johnson with a Shia Jackie. LaBeouf update, and we're really looking forward to you guys joining us next week. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This is the funnest, funnest, best thing that's ever happened to me. So thank you. Well, I was so excited to be here. Always. Yeah. (laughs) We just did like a real Housewives like high five. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! Bye, guys. Bye, Tamara. (laughs) 